hard drive and there's right it's uh no i mean i know what it is that's why i was just asking it's not like that's what he said solid state he was yeah he was basically saying that it would make your computer better or faster a little bit faster oh i mean i i I was didn't log on because i was taking some pills it wasn't because it was taking too long but oh yeah you're but i mean i i I probably agree (laughs) I, i agree with josh but he can also go fuck himself. Okay. Man. What? I just said that you, you need a new computer. I'm playing, dude. Don't don't be like you were in the last episode of the comedy. I don't remember the last episode of the comedy. We had, comedy me, Josh, Zach and I got a little too buzzed and you were tired and wasn't saying much. And Oh, <laughs> dude, I was tired as shit. <laughs> no, I will say the last couple episodes, the comedy the was it the last western one we did i feel like the last two or three we've the last two i think we've all been a little little drinky drink and it's been it's been fun i feel like it's turning into a ritual here with me and josh sunday 2 30 3 o'clock get home start popping crispy boys or popping bottles of some champagne yeah, the, and then, this 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 podcast has turned me into an alcoholic and has turned junior back to normal <laughs> <laughs> junior's just level whenever he's on the podcast although this time around i didn't go with the ipa because i kind of wanted to drink some mimosas like josh but uh, i was running behind i stopped at a gas station to see if they had champagne but then i've they had i saw they had the saint arnold hard cider or the dry cider so i was like oh that's kind of like champagne and it's mm. and it's not as heavy and it's not as high in the ABV. Um, I think last week's I was drinking some heavier IPA. And just, shit will give you a heart attack, bro. Just downing them too. If I remember listening through post of our last episode in the Western, it was uh, I definitely had some speech impediments. I think it's it's either a heart attack or the microplastics will get us you know, one or the other all right what did they say they found in 85 percent of people microplastics in their lungs some study that Jesus, they were doing we're all gonna die this is the new lead <laughs> this sucks i don't remember where who who did the study but they said that 85 percent of participants had some kind of microplastic in their lungs so not surprising christ we're gonna fucking die dude this is gonna be the next thing of oh we're not gonna have plastic and which is fine but it's just like this is the new lead well we're i mean it's, it's whenever you eat food that has meat that's not meat like uh taco bell for instance oh, that's dude, what's really good well josh yeah microplastics in your colon your kidneys everywhere your stomach well aka cancer i need to give y'all whatever my uh when i die to give y'all whatever i have which isn't much but <laughs> i need to give it to someone well my will we'll take it I, I mean i'll take all of it and i'll just tell zach that you didn't have a lot <laughs> it'd be like that uh, has any of y'all what is it, you know how on the on the commercials they'll be like oh if you had mesothelioma it's like call this number you know it'd be like if you had if your loved one or someone had microplastics in his lungs call now Dude, it'll be that. i go participate Did you in one taco of bell from 2000 to 2022 <laughs> if so he you have... might be entitled to <laughs> it's like yeah did did you or your loved one have sharp shits while shitting <laughs> this sounds like that cat williams stand-up when he stand-up joke when he's saying you watch tv late at night and the commercial comes on and they start listing shit that you you start to think 
I do have that. Like, I, that is me. <laughs> did you eat Taco Bell from? Did you eat Taco Bell from 1997 through 2015? <laughs> have you taken a shit? Go to bed or wake up at night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you wake up in the middle of the night after eating Taco Bell and take a massive shit? Well, you might have microplastics <laughs> throughout your whole colon. Call, call, uh, call Texas Hammer or Jim Adler, the Texas Hammer. Oh, Jim Adler, the Texas Hammer. That guy was always yelling, bro. Have you seen any of his news shit? Yeah, I know. The guy's fucked up his voice. Well, oh, yeah. He probably had a stroke too. because he was so like angry all the time when he was fucking recording. <laughs> bro, he's like his his actual like character from the co- commercials carried over to real personality and now he's just always yelling at people even in court and you're like okay man just let him have the court case like the guy is just clearly mad we can't he's unreasonable and he's just like i'm jim Adler, texas hammer no he just started carrying around a hammer everywhere he was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> killing people <laughs> what, what what we'll find out and after he's gone similar to the anchorman joke about brick that he was legally um, mentally challenged the IQ of under like 75 <laughs> oh and that's all God. he could say was well, called Jim Handler, the Texas Hammer. That's all he could say. And his family was able to decode it by the tone that he said it. So, <laughs> and the whole time he's been doing those commercials, he's basically been yelling at it to be, to help him that my family's using me to make money. <laughs> crazy, crazy story. It was tragic. Uh, I think they're going to be doing a 30 for 30 documentary on ESPN about it. <laughs> on ESPN welcome back all you man flockers to the many are made few are watch podcast uh this is your co-host junior and i'm here with my brother zach hey and josh yo and we're gonna be kicking off today's episode talking about the worst worst comedy uh movies and uh last week we watched the best and we had quite a Interesting discussion about uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail, Airplane, and Office Space. So um, on the flip side of that coin, we're going to be doing the worst. And I think, for me at least, I'm going to go ahead and do a quick rendition from one of the movies last week. And and the Lord spake, saying, First thou shalt take out the holy pen, then shalt thou count to three, (laughs) no more, no less. Three shall be the number thou shalt count, and the number of the counting shall be three. Four shalt thou count, not count, neither count to thou two, <laughs> excepting that thou then proceed to three. Five is right out. Once the number three, being the third number, be reached, then lobbest thou the holy hand grenade of Antioch towards thy foe, who, being naughty in my sight, shall snuff out. Could you not find that hilarious? <laughs> like that is honestly, so funny. Honestly, honestly, and you know, I, I think you'll will this is a hot take. It should have been on the worst comedy movie. Oh, here we go. There was yes, definitely dude. movies in the worst that were better than that. No, absolutely no. not, dude. You, I'm gonna get the hand, the hand grenade and throw it at your ass if you keep talking to shit, bro. Like, <laughs> I love you, but I will live without you. Damn, bro. <laughs> you already do. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys, uh, look, I will say when we jump into all of this, and we can jump into it anytime, I mean, it's the worst ones. And it seems like the last couple episodes we've done worse. We've, we've had a lot of funny and, and, and off the wall conversations. But I think I got more out of like looking at 
some of the movies and things of the writers of some of these movies than I did get from even what like the movies that we watched. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of interesting things that I kind of I watched a couple of the movies. I actually two or three of them. And just like found out some interesting things um, about some of the directors or some of the you know the writers, but I mean overall these movies just I mean look I think we mentioned it a little bit um, in a in a pat or I think you did Zach in the past episode like we were, we were talking about how we're re- like hopefully once I mean not hopefully but we will once we're done with these genres you know the worst episodes have been kind of brutal over the last two like not since the horror movies have I really even enjoyed any of the worst movies, right? So <laughs> what are y'all opinions? Like, is do you, is that a true fact? Because I don't feel like the worst Westerns and, and the, this worst comedies, I, I haven't found any diamonds in the rough like we did in the horror genre. No, but this was substantially better than the worst. Um, of Westerns? Worst of Westerns, yeah. For sure. Yeah, so let's kick it off with, I, I'm going to say let's kick it off with the shortest movie. Um, the one that Zach rep- uh, recommended, Dumb Wars. Kick it off. Who wants to go? Terrible. <laughs> How do you not? Do you not remember watching this as a kid? I don't. I don't at all. Bro, we watched it with Adrian once, right? I clearly tuned it tuned it out. If we did, well, that bro, one... and we watched Thumb Tannic as well. Yeah, apparently there's a whole thumb. What, what's the word that they use? A thumb, or something? thumb, thumb, satanic, like cinematic, but thumb is satanic universe like they've done yeah they've done a couple of, of star wars ones parodies a couple they did the titanic um there was something else i forgot what it was but yeah like they've definitely created this thumb parody universe of movies and my question to both of y'all y'all can answer individually um collaborate but why 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 <laughs> So, it was the early 2000s, not? dude. Like it we was 1999 just... when yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this was 99. So, yeah, exactly. It was a like... different time. It was a time of experimentation. It was a time of trying to get the easy laugh. He's like, I am Ubi Dooby Canoobi. He's like, what's your middle name? Scooby Doo or some shit like Scooby-Dooby. that. Scooby Dooby. Scooby Dooby. Oh my god, dude. He's like, all right, now to become a Jedi, you need to touch my tongue to your tongue. <laughs> that had you know what that made me think of? Um remember the James Franco, Danny McBride, and can we say James Franco? Is he canceled? What what's what's the word on that? <laughs> whatever, dude. Okay, whatever. We're moving on. Uh high times. When they go visit the the wizard that trained James Franco and he's kind of doing the same thing about like touches. I, do, do y'all remember that scene or do y'all remember that movie you know what no, i'm talking I never about saw it. you never saw it uh so yeah you know obviously we just talked about monty python um's holy grail and you know that was kind of a a take oh, on yeah, the I saw that movie high time right yeah high times yeah so like you know yeah, that yeah, was an arthurian night kind of like comedy about that subverting that genre so like yeah high times was something similar um and james franco's character remember when they go see that little wizard or oracle or whatever he was who had like the brain that you could see and he was like oh smoke my whatever like there was some kind of innuendo uh double entendre meeting that he was saying and and danny mcbride's character is like wait what did this guy used to do to you like 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 we need to talk about this right like so but anyways but yeah i mean i think 
you know, something we talked about, like parodies, like the, obviously these dumped awards or, you know, the whole dumb cinematic arenas, it's a lot of parodies, right? So, like, when we look at comedy, I guess that's a form that we didn't really talk much about in the best one, but I think we might touch on it a little bit with uh, one of the directors from Airplane, how he did Scary Movie 3, 4, and 5. Uh, but what do you guys think about parody? Is that, like, a, an easy go-to comedy or, you know, like, especially in, in as far as Thumb Wars? easy. I mean, you already watched this movie, I don't know how many times, and then you just point out whatever is super obvious and make a parody of it, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. it's going to take time, but it's nothing. I mean, the only originality is is you making the jokes, the obvious of, of the... Well, and yeah. the, having the novel idea, what if it was all done with thumbs? <laughs> Again, so, oh, oh yeah. Again, why? I mean, I don't, I don't, John, so you're saying it's, it's the late 90s, early 2000. Was, was that a revolution or something? Like, hey, like, I'm trying to think what I, else I feel was like going they were just on trying to push. Time. I think they were just trying to push, like, what computer graphics could do, you know, because, like, around that time is when we started seeing more computer generated anything like and it was like all right well let's let's see what we can do it's it's star wars it's a cgi and we would see cgi they had a lot of special effects and he's like you know what we can do with our graphics make everything a thumb (laughs) like okay why not and it was probably around the time that like i think when did the phantom minutes come out around the same time so they're piggybacking on that 2001 i thought oh yeah that's right yeah it was around that yeah yeah yeah, because 99, 99 is The Matrix. Like, that's the movie. The What's the full poster. title of the movie we just watched? It's like in the Phantom something. No, no, it's the literally Phantom just, it's, no, no, it's just the Thumb Wars. It's just Thumb Wars. There is I'm one. Sure the, there's... No, no, this one literally was just Thumb Wars, period. So, and they have one that's the Phantom Toenail or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, they have other ones, but this one was just Thumb Wars. It was just straight up Thumb Wars, 99. Apparently it was made for UPN. Remember that channel? Uh, so <laughs> UPN, where things go to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying. It to... is. It is 1999. The Phantom Cuticle is what it's, the full title of it is. Really? No, it's, yep. I can't. No, I just not... looked it up. I just looked it up. You can look it up. That well, doesn't make doesn't any matter. sense because it's, they're. It's there. Bro, where's my just, just look it up real quick. I'm trying to find where I put my phone. What, Thumb Wars? Yeah, type in Thumb Wars and see what the IMDb entry is for 1999 short film. Yeah, it's yeah, Thumb Wars, the Phantom Cuticle. What the fuck? Suck it. No, wait, this is... Is it? What the hell? It sure is. It it probably... They probably renamed it like after the Phantom Menace came out because... Because I would, I'm pretty sure originally it was probably yeah, Thumb Wars at one well, time. Yeah, when we were the one that we watched on YouTube, it literally just said Thumb Wars. Like it didn't have any, it didn't say Phantom Cuticle. So yeah, this is probably a repackaging. It would have to have come later. Because nah, yeah. one, did y'all watch the 4K one on YouTube? Because even yeah. on the 4K one on YouTube, if you look at the thumbnail and the actual poster they have for it, it says the Phantom Cuticle underneath it. It's just titled on YouTube Thumb Wars 4K Remaster, but it is the phantom cuter okay neither here nor there i'm glad you i'm glad you won one um for those that the, the, first, okay, actually star wars cha-ching. episode one came out at the same time 1999 i knew it that's why i said that i just looked at it, it came so, yeah, out in 99 are you serious yes. yes it did yes 
Yes. That's so weird. No wonder that movie sucked. Like it was yeah. impelled in comparison to fucking The Matrix. The Matrix rule ninety nine. Like, I mean, it was still good. Like, it was no, definitely better than the new fucking trilogy, not. dude. Absolutely not. <laughs> we'll get into that when we do sci-fi. But let's wait, let's wait, stick to what? Thumb, thumb uh, Wars Matrix. Do I? I feel no, no. He's saying that the Phantom Menace is better than the newest trilogy. But we'll get into that in sci-fi. <laughs> let's, let's not go down that rabbit hole. You're not gonna beats, bro. You're not gonna bait me, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he said Jaja But I was gonna say, wasn't there some kind of other thing that was going around around that time? Like I feel like there was something else where they kind of like put a face onto something um around that time. And like it was I don't know if it was a TV show. Did he do was there like chin wars? I feel like there was a chin. Yes, that there, had like a, right. That's what I'm thinking. I think it's the chin one. What was that? Chin wars? I, I don't think it was chin wars. I'm just But like, it was it was like chins that were like talking, like it were people. Um but as I'm saying, I feel like I feel like it is something that was going around that time. But so here, you know, what you want to know is interesting. Um, a couple of things are going to pop up that I'm just like, oh wow, that's is a coincidence. But uh, the guy that uh, wrote and directed this, Stephen Odakirk or something like that, Odakirk, I think is his name. He got a screen story credit for. One of the worst Western movies. Y'all want to guess which one? Uh, Tire Titans. <laughs> right. He, the guy would be like 120 years old right now. <laughs> is it, is it uh, a million ways to die in the West? No, it was uh, it was uh, Cowboys and Aliens. He got this really screen story by credit. So like obviously he was using material written by, and so that was one of the things I did during this. So like in some of the people I was looking at the credits of like who wrote some of these movies and stuff and going down their IMDb rabbit hole. And so I, I got into like what all the different credits are like. So screen story credit means you took the material written by some other writer and used that as a starting point to finish the story, to write the screenplay. So he and obviously that Cowboys and Aliens was based on a comic book, but I think there was some other writers that got a. a story by and so story by credit means you wrote at least 33 percent of the screenplay um and then obviously screenplay credit is you wrote 50 percent of the screenplay so like i went down that whole rabbit hole of like i actually like downloaded the, the writers guild associations like manual on it like 31 pages so that's probably the most exciting thing i did this week from these stupid fucking movies yeah well i mean it's, I mean, it's information that we didn't have for sure. So I, yeah, but like that's I'm how grateful for it. <laughs> that's how bad these fucking movies were. Like, I'm literally doing fucking research, like in the fucking high school senior. Um. So yeah. So like, obviously, right now, I think maybe we, should we think about like creating a worst four awards for director, um, DP, uh, writer? Because like right now, Steve Oderkirk, you got two on the old uh, Manfall podcast going on. Um, I mean, I'm sure that wasn't your intent, but you know, you take the awards you're given in life, right? Yeah, you take what you can get. Uh, sometimes you ask for a cock meat sandwich, and sometimes you get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the worst. But now, and we'll talk about this a little bit later um, at the end of the podcast. But he is, um, you know, that Odekirk guy did do uh, another movie we'll be watching here soon. Um, Super funny as as a child remembering it. So. Well, I mean, he did he did like he did direct like Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. 
So the second, what? that was the second one, right? Um, hit it, come pow, enter the fist. Glorious. Directed that one. Classic. So, Classic. you know, I mean, there, you know, it was just, a, you know, but I mean, it seems like there is a market for this Dunmore shit because, I mean, he's made a few different ones. Um, you know, he did the screenplay for Nutty Professor, uh, Patch Adams. So, bro, the, oh, this, dude, this dude's actually pretty legit. I didn't realize he uh, had right. any of this. Yeah, so it's just like... Which makes sense, because when I, the credits started to roll, there was like a whole team, and I was like, oh, he had a full team for this. Like, Right. Okay. So, so it's it's like a passion project. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah, there are, like Josh said, the Scooby-Dooby-Doo or whatever. Is there. I mean, there's funny parts in it. <laughs> but overall, it's just kind of like, why like what like why am i watching this like i did well, i mean of, family I did guy the, did the same thing with the whole what was it so yes blue steel or blue that's why blue i started to look this that's how i got into the rabbit hole of imdb because i was like is there any connection because literally when we were watching thumb wars that's what i thought this i just feel like i'm like did, did seth mcfarlane get influenced by this guy or did was this guy part of the Seth MacFarlane team when they did Blue Steel because I mean that's all it really was right Blue and Harvest I'm, Blue Harvest there you go Blue yeah. Steel is uh, Zoolander which we referenced before I think but that hands was so hot right now <laughs> um, but yeah do you think this was the first Star Wars parody like that's a question I uh, meant to look up but would I you I mean I don't know how popular well Spaceballs I guess right I was about yeah, to say Spaceballs exactly. Yeah, that's true. Spaceballs. I told you to shoot across her nose, not up. Comb the Sorry, desert. Sorry, I'm too... Comb the desert! But I think that one's more of a parody that... So, like, this one's more of a parody, like, where it's almost just still using the same setting and it's, like, redoing the beats. You know what I mean? Kind of like to your point about Blue Harvest. Like, it's literally him telling the Star Wars story, but in his own... in his own take of it or whatever, right? So... Um, I, I don't think there's any other one before this. I mean, I don't know. That's, I meant to look that up, but but you're right. Spaceballs is so. What, what's the one like? Spaceballs would be a remake of a parody of Star Wars, and Thumb Wars would be a reboot. I would say, right? Like it's just it's still using the same opening scroll credits, scrolling credits. But so did Spaceballs. I thought. Oh, it did. But I'm saying, but the characters are still like. The it's it's set up the same pizza way. the hut bro. Oh, you telling me <laughs> it's definitely. I mean, the more I think no, no, about no, baseball, yeah, it's I definitely. Know. Yes, it's def. But I'm just saying, like they took exaggerations of the character, and I guess this one is an exaggeration, but in a diminutive way. Like, oh, let's make it our thumb. Yeah, no, for sure. So. <laughs> and it's like it's super obvious that these like. Indiana Ford over here and fucking yeah, yeah I forgot about I'm, I, I'm on the run for killing my wife <laughs> yes, and I'm a fugitive and like he was you naming that was kind of funny that oh. that that made me think of like again you you say that that movie should be in this category but that felt like Monty Python-ish to me like just being very um you know, just working in all the different titles, but like make and it just ran on. It ran on for a while. Like you're like, but it was funny because you're like, oh, this dude's literally naming off all the fucking titles of Harrison Ford's movies um, as this guy gives a description of himself. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, now that we talk about it, I feel like it was more funny than when I watched it. I mean, because I don't remember laughing much, and it was only thirty minutes long. 
Yeah. I think the part that made me laugh the most was whatever. They they went on the Death Star, the Death Thing. I don't know what the fuck they called it. But uh, they they were they got on and they immediately escaped and Ubi Dooby Kenobi did, like died, and and then Princess Cinnamon rolls or whatever the hell yeah she goes all like I say like myself. I escaped somehow yeah like, what, was, what, the what, what was his name the the Luke character Luke is that Luke character Luke oh he, Luke but yeah. they call him Luke because he was like look, look, look I, I think it was something look, look Overdrive or something like that wasn't it. I don't remember the to whole be look. I am your mother, guy. Hey, and then at the very end, he's like, "Luke, I am your mother." It's like, what the fuck, dude? I literally just said that. Like, shut up, dude. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Dude. Why doesn't he's Short not term. listed? And I'm looking at I'm looking at the IMDb correct or Loke. So L O K E Loke Ground Runner. That's a Ground Runner. And then you had Princess Bunhead, and then uh, Obi Wan was Ubi Doop Anubi, Scooby Dooby. I think Chewbacca's character or his parody character was super disturbing. What Crunchy? It's gross. Yeah, was he supposed to be a turd or something? A hairy turd? Just a crunch turd. And then they made, and then they had Baby Yoda in there. He's like, that's your tongue to mine. <laughs> He's like, she I am puppet. There is hand the... inside me that controls. He's like, I have oh, no idea the... what you're saying. Yeah, the Yoda character. So again, I feel like I'm us talking about it in hindsight felt like a lot more funny than it was. I think that's the thing about a lot of the bad comedy movies. It's like, can you believe they made that dumb joke? And you can talk about it and laugh about it still. That's what makes it so much better than the fucking worst of the Westerns. And even like, I feel like the same principle applies coming from like horror where it's, it's funny to talk about afterwards how bad that was. Well, I mean, yes and no, because dude, Wishmaster definitely had some fucking hilarious things in it. Like that would make you laugh when you saw it. Um, And also Josh's reaction of like when the guy's skeleton was jumping out of his body. Dude, that was so fucked, man. (laughs) That was pretty cool. And then Troll was, uh, Troll 2 was definitely one of those where you're just like, this is so bad, it's it's stupid. (laughs) And it's just funny. Like you're not, maybe not laughing out loud, but you are like got this like chuckle or smirk in your head. Like this is so fucking stupid. Like I can't believe they made this, but it's funny in a way that they like, it's just so bad. Like, and then, Obviously, that one's more like what you're saying right now. I think afterwards, talking about it, it's it, it creates a more fondness for the movie, um, you know. But I mean, again, like you talking like I and I forgot it was when I was reading the credits for the director and the writer who wrote the Star Wars. It's like, oh yeah, this guy's done some really other good movies, like you know, entertaining movies. I'm not. We're not going to be putting them on the fucking greatest movies of all time list, but. Dude, Ace Ventura should be up there. Okay. Well, that was the nature. second one. When, when nature is it? When nature calls us. Part that two, was the one I preferred over the. I mean, they were all good. They were all of them, even the spinoff where he had a kid. Yeah, I don't. Dude. I don't recall that one. Was Jim? Bro, Carter it was that? so bad that nobody remembers. I didn't watch it. Nobody. I, just, I didn't watch. It. I know it exists though. It's fine. It's a weird. I just remember. Was it the first? Like when he pops out of the, the hippo. 
No, no, no. That's when, he, when, when nature calls. Yeah, that's the, that's the second one. <laughs> so, and he's with the tribe from Africa or whatever, right? Where he's wherever, and, and he all I just remember is he kept saying. They were saying a word to him, and he was like, Bumblebee Tuna. Bumblebee Tuna. Bumblebee Tuna. Dude, I I used to say that shit in high school all the time. Like, when I would meet somebody new, and I would just be like, Bumblebee Tuna. Oh, bro. I don't know if y'all have watched this, and listeners, if y'all haven't, it's a a hot recommendation. It's on Hulu. But it's, uh, it's, um, have you heard of Pin 15? I have heard of it. I haven't seen it yet. It's so good. Like, it's just like a microcosm of what it was like to grow up during the 2000s. And there's a moment in there that reminded me of what you just said, where she's a kid in school and she's just making jokes <laughs> direct, directly from Ace Ventura when nature calls and just really? acting them out. And it, she thinks it's the funniest thing. And it's just, it's just what so funny to realize uh, Pin 15 looks like penis, but I think yeah. it's called Pin 15. Pin 15. It's on Hulu. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, and actually, I remember one like I know when I would definitely like this is probably more towards my like senior year. I was attending the private school that a majority of us graduated from. Not Josh because you know we won't get into that story. Maybe a later time. Uh, but like when people would like you know what's your name and I'd be like Junior. They're like oh what's your real name and I would give them my first name. People would be like they would try to say it and that's when I would usually say I was like eighteen. I'd be like Bumblebee Tuna because like they would hack up my name. So I would just be like, Bumblebee Tuna. Well, they were like, what? And I was like, oh, just Ace Ventura. Like, most of the time they would laugh because they would know the reference. But for the ones that didn't, I'd be like. They were like, like, you have a TV. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you can watch uh, movies. Right, dude. Dude, I was just talking to, um, you know, my old roommate. Um, you know, you're a good friend from high school. Uh, we were, I think our old roommate, me and Josh's old roommate was saying that about how something about how, you know, they had a secret TV or whatever growing up as kids. And like, I think we've kind of <laughs> a talked- secret TV. Yeah. So we, 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 so we've kind of talked about this a little bit as far as like our background. And so like when we started attending a church, when I, I was actually a Fucking Josh- sinners, dude. So we're sent we're, we're heathens, bro. But uh, y'all, you weren't even born when we started going there, Josh or Zach. I think mom got pregnant around the time we started going there with you. But I would say shortly after you were born, maybe two years later, like part of our upbringing at that religious church was you couldn't have televisions, right? So uh, we got rid of our television for a while. It was traumatic for me, dude. It was so traumatic. And I think I told told, uh, our old buddy that I was like, dude, I remember when I was 14, we were Christmas caroling. Um, you know, to different places. And I said, we went to his grandfather's home. Um, but we walk up as a, as a, as a caroling group and it's all the youth group from the church. And he's sitting like, they had like a bay window that opened out into like a bush and their front lawn. And we were going across the front lawn to go to the front door. And he's sitting in a recliner and he's watching television that's inside a, an armoire. And like, he sees us all walking by and he just gets up and goes to close the whole part and then like goes to answer the door. And I was telling him that and he just started laughing. And I was like, I was like, and I used to tell mom, I used to try to tell mom, dude, we can have a TV. The pastor has one. No, you're just making it up. You're making it up. You're lying. I'm like, I'm not fucking lying. Mom is the most gullible person ever, dude. She literally, 
who was believing I mean, QAnon shit during the election. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dude. But there's a big percentage of American conservative, like, church going, like, I'm not going to say, like, 50%, but there's, like, 40%. I mean, it's close. Like, there's a lot of susceptible people to that kind of stuff. And Oh, for sure, bro. Bro, they give money to the church that it's act- thinking that it goes to God, bro. That's how dumb some of these folks. That are. is one of the greatest cons of all time. Let's, 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 it's a pretty good system. Like, <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> Jesus, like, man. damn, I should have, I should have made that shit up myself. You know what I mean? It's um, like God's already rich, man. Like, <laughs> God could create gold if he wanted to, man. Why does he need the money? Exactly. 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 You know, you it know, was they're so- walking around in his fucking streets of gold, being like, "I need more. Can you give me some." Spare and, prayer, <laughs> uh, spare spare uh, uh, a change change from fucking South Park when the, the, the home, all change, change, change 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 like I need to change to get out of the bus change change, change. <laughs> get away from me get away from me uh, uh, and, and this will be interesting to you know kind of again we've discussed a little bit and that's kind of how we started this podcast many are made few are chosen you know based off of Bible scripture we kind of flip flipped it into this name but it is true like we missed out on a lot of things i didn't miss out on anything well i I did i I was literally the boy who fucking did everything wrong and crucified (laughs) for it but still you you know what i lived a good life yeah look at you you're risen he is risen i am he's only took me 30 years and i am risen (laughs) that's when jesus started his ministry for those that didn't know any, any listeners um but no i'm talking like from a standpoint, like I talk about, like when I was a kid, and we used to always go on Friday to go watch them. I mean, I watched a lot of movies prior to going to our more strict uh, uh, religious upbringing. Like we were Catholic at first; I was Catholic, and I went to my first communion and all that. We would go to movies every Friday. It was like a tradition, man. I could t- I saw so many '80s movies up until the age of ten. Like when I see like Top Gun, Dirty Dancing. Um, there was a movie called Baby Baby Boomers with Diane Keaton in it. Um, Three Men and a Baby. Like, dude, there's so many movies. I saw at the movie theater um, growing up as a kid. And then we go to this new church, and you can't go to the movies. It's And you can't have a TV. And it's just like, wait, what? This was the most entertaining part of my fucking life, and you're just taking that away from me? And so when so I be... Go ahead. stopped it so they can... So he's like, stop spending money there and spend money on right. us yeah pretty much Bruh. take that's that i mean at that time it was probably like 250 take the 250 and put it in the offering plate um but you know when i was a teenager, i know some of you were struggling but i'm telling you god has a plan his plan is for you to put your money into the church and he will give you a hundredfold so Jesus. that's so funny one of my friends his dad had a church in East Texas and I don't know if it was at his church or he might've been visiting a church, but you know, um, our church services sometimes had a word from the Lord and it would come in, in a angelic tongue and somebody would have to give the interpretation. You remember this stuff, boys? Yeah. Just fucking gibberish out yeah. the mouth, dude. <laughs> so I'll never forget those fucking Instagram videos where the guy's just like, <laughs> I fucking made that shit up because yeah. I didn't know what to do. Chamala Kamala. She goes, Chamala Kamala. And they're like, oh, and he's like, and they're like, yes, this is, that's the word 
that's the, he, he makes it up and he goes, so I just started saying Chamala Kamala. They're all like, oh, hallelujah, Chamala Kamala. That's the voices of angels. And then I'm, he's like, I'm laughing on the inside because I'm, I'm imagining the angels in heaven saying Chamala Kamala. Like, <laughs> even though he made it up. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the incident was where they, somebody gave a, a tongues and somebody had to interpret it. The person goes, Times are tough, even for me. Thus say it the Lord. <laughs> People are out of, out of their minds, dude. So that's I why wonder, he- if I, I want to know, like, you know how everybody, like a lot of people, especially like hyper-conservatives believe there's like a secret cabal running. You know, <laughs> they, like who, what was the secret cabal between these people that were like, okay, tonight, you, Tim, you're going to be speaking in tongues and you, Mark, you're actually going to be the one that interprets. And here's what you say. You say- Times are tough, even for me, thus say the Lord. And that's when you start running around the entire church doing like, two bro. laps. He's like, bro, I, I fucking ran today already. He's like, well, I'm not going to get fucking Tim to do it. He's the one that's fucking drunk on the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, I think ultimately, like, I don't think it was a cabal. I think it was something like groupthink and oh, uh, group, groupthink. And when you think hive about mind. your hive mind, groupthink. And then when you think about where the start of that religious organization began, um, it was very brush arbor tent revivals and there were no preachers. Like people would just give words or testimonies. So like, I think that ultimately in those situations, when it became a little bit more organized and institutionalized in those, in that, in that church, like I think that it it still had a little bit of that old school uh, revival and like I think people just took it upon themselves to think that oh this they felt something and most of the time you think about it people public speaking is not something people like to do like it's like the second greatest fear next to dying so like I think ultimately it was just somebody who felt uh, brave enough to be like oh I, I have this feeling this must must be what it is right again a group think a high mentality and, and it all just kind of worked out together but and a little bit of cocaine it's like cocaine to give that little energy to go. To didn't, wasn't there like people. crazy shit that happened one time, like especially at the old church before the the one that became like the main base, uh-huh. like where somebody came up and like shot somebody there? Wait, yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. That is one of the stories. A husband. I've never heard this story yeah, before. Yeah, a husband uh, who didn't appreciate his wife going to that church and told her not to go back or he can kill her literally walked into that to the church and like walked up to her and shot her and then like everybody like tackled him and stuff like yeah that that's the true story that's an actual Jeez, story man yeah i guess god didn't love her he shot her dude. <laughs> well, or god was being selfish and wanted to take her back so. yeah that's that's that's, <laughs> that's the rationale right so oh uh, don't worry she's with the lord she no longer she has slipped her mortal coil and is with the angels <laughs> saying shamala 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 kamala uh, her mortal coil yeah no no yeah definitely there's a lot of craziness that you can i mean and the, look, and we I could do a whole podcast on our like right. if we wanted to talk about the right. actual and, experiences and, and, yeah. there. And, I, and i only went into this tangent to kind of look just kind of highlight like like I was gonna say, like, look, look, and I have lo- I have lifelong friendships from that from me growing up in that church, graduating from that private school, and like those, I would, you know, those were the most important things. Like, whatever my ideals on that is, or my ideas and my, my my philosophy, it doesn't take away from those friendships and things. And then, yeah, there's also some crazy things that I can talk about and get a laugh out of. But I, I went, we went down this rabbit hole because I was just gonna say, like, 
just going back to movies and the movie experience. Like I remember as a teenager, I had a friend that told me that he couldn't hang out with me anymore because we all went to a movie and somebody saw us like we were, I was like 15, maybe he was, we were both like 15. And we went with a friend who was like 16 and like, we went to a movie theater and somebody drove by and saw us like walking into the theater. And so like, that's like, that was the extreme part of it. So like I love, I had loved movies before going there. It got taken away from me. I endured some. I mean, that wasn't really hardship, but like I was just like, Bro, yeah, okay, whatever. It was like, hard. But but I'm just saying, like that's why I love movies. That's why I, I'm glad we're doing this podcast. And and yeah, like it's just you know, I feel like had we been more, had some things been, if I would have stayed on the path of what I was the first ten years of my life before we went there. I feel like I might have seen this Thumbwar thing in 1990. Well, I mean, I was already in the military, but you know, I feel like I would have experienced a lot more of this dumber shit, like bad movies, and like maybe I would have more of a fondness for some of them, right? Than just seeing them now in hindsight. But uh, with that being said, going back into it, so anything else we want to say about the Thumbwar? Yeah, uh, not I much have to nothing. say about it. Yeah, not okay. much to say about it. Okay, so I was going to go into Ed next, and I was going to use a quick transition because we've been talking about all this stuff. So on that one, there's a couple people that like did the story by, um, and I looked at one of them, and she wrote a movie called Leap of Faith. And I remember getting introduced to buy this one by one of my buddies from private school. It's got Steve Martin, and he plays a mentalist that has a traveling like Christian tent revival. <laughs> yeah. and, and so... In that, like, just kind of talk about it. It's funny because I remember seeing that in high school. My buddy had showed it to me. But, like, this would have been one of those movies I would have, like, appreciated more had I discovered it early on. Like, it came out in the early 90s. But but in there, like, yeah, he's a mentalist and he does these things. And like, his basic premise is, like, hey, I'm giving these people hope. Like, the, there's a police officer that's played by Lee Neeson who's like, knows that he's just kind of, like, a, he thinks he's a con artist. But he's like, hey, look, this is entertainment. I give them a show. There's a choir they leave having some hope. So what if they're giving, like the town was having a hardship. There was a drought. It was a farming town. So like the cops, like, Hey, these people need the money that they're giving you. And he's like, Hey, look, they're getting stuff out of this. Right. But like, there's miracles. He's and like, walk- Hey, that's my money now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I need this. So he would do like the old school, like what was the guy's name on, on, on that, on the Christian channel, the guy would wear a white suit, Benny, Benny Hinn, Benny Hinn. Is that oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know I think Benny it was him. Hand. It was that, yeah, yeah, the, the healer guy? Yeah, that? the healer guy. So he yeah. would have people come up on stage. <laughs> this lady came up and said, um, the miracle she needed was, I need I need a job. He's like, oh, you need a job? You need a job? She's like, yes, yes. And then he just straight palms her, bro, hard on the head and goes, you work for Jesus. <laughs> That's how mom got her job whenever she was cleaning the fucking church, dude. Oh, man. So, how, how stereotypical getting the Mexican to clean. Yeah, I know, right? Good times, bro. It's like, you know what? We have the perfect job for you. <laughs> yeah. I just chat in his toilet clean it. Let me go ahead and say, that's not a miracle. That's just the law of large numbers. There's a lot of Hispanic people. So like, you, you can get a cleaning job anytime you want. Um, and also, I'm Hispanic. <laughs> I'm Hispanic. Don't cancel me. I can make the joke. Um, oh, can you do? Can I? Really? True. Good call. But yeah, so she was the right, like the one of the, she did the story by. And again, story by just means you provided enough material, but not enough to get the other credit. So like, 
so she was one of them leap of she wrote that leap of faith um but she was one yeah she was a writer of of ed so let's jump into ed matt leblanc and two people in a monkey outfit that we learned at the very end that was so it was such a goofy movie and i i realized like it was almost a it was just for children right right so i I can understand it being as bad as it was because like most comedies that are for children have very infantile humor and um all that but again it was fucking stupid (laughs) bro like when it started doing hard cuts from like Oh no, he escaped. We got to get him back to the game. And then it was just all like, all right, he's in the freezer in the back of a truck. Now he's in the hospital. You're like, bro, are we already, he's already admitted to the hospital. He's a monkey and he's got to get to the game in like 20 or 10 minutes or some shit. It's like, all this happened within Can a few minutes. Can we talk about the crime they committed? They stole somebody else's property. Like, he was legally sold. Okay. Wait. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. He was sold. So we're gonna get into a whole like PETA and, and all I'm saying is like according property, to the like, laws of man currently, animals what are, you, are property, what, bro. What, what are you, the bartender from Unforgiven right now? <laughs> it was <laughs> justified. It's justified. Uh, dude, but yeah, and it's to Josh's point. It's funny with that whole the, the sequences of squints. Squint, oh my god. The sequences of scenes he's talking about when they like he like ends up in the hospital and all like in the free like they they literally forget earlier in the movie when the the chimp was trying to get back into the house and he's acting like he's freezing and Matt LeBlanc's like hey dude you're a chimpanzee you have fur it's not that cold outside like, <laughs> oh then he gets in a frozen truck and he like that was enough to put him in the hospital like, yeah he and he wasn't had that <laughs> long either because like yeah. homeboy showed up. He's like, oh shit! I've been, I had to take a dump, so I came to you three hours later and found you. Like he wouldn't have been able to find him if it was that long and it took the truck that long to pull over. Right. Oh god. But also, I don't know if the little girl heard or not, but apparently we can't say gay. And whenever she was like, "What are you gay?" I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, I yeah, do I remember thinking in, like momentarily, yeah, that can't, that doesn't. But there's because there's nothing wrong with that. There's there's not. Wrong. She she even said. Because I don't mind, but right. if you're not, why haven't you hit on my mom? Because she is hungry for her guts to get messed up. For is what sa- the little girl was saying, basically. For some sausage. From Maddie LeBlanc sausage. <laughs> I feel like he was just Joey in that movie. Like, does he have any range besides Joey from right. Friends? Well, you know this, that, that that happened when he was like watching the TV at one moment, and it's, or maybe the monkey was. It was Jennifer Aniston with the, the monkey from Friends on the television. Yeah. So they had like oh. a little watching little interdimensional of, cable. Yeah, that's what Josh said. Oh, nice, nice. Is this interdimensional cable? Rick and Morty fans out there. Um, yeah, so to your point, yeah, yeah. He's literally just uh, Joey from Friends. But interesting. Also, like where he came from, like his parents, that breakfast spread was pretty sweet. Like I got hungry seeing that this morning. Yeah. Even, oh, so you just watched I, that I movie remember this morning? That. Yeah, I watched all the movies this morning. Ooh, Jesus, dude. that's a. That, I mean, I mean, what that was like three and a half hours. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, not too bad. No, I mean overall, like to Josh's point, it's just one of those time. Like, so here's the thing. So the guy that got the screen story credit, I think, or the or the screenplay, screen, he got the screenplay credit. 
The other two, I guess, did part of it, but he did the most of it. He was the writer of Sandlot and, like, a couple of the subsequent Sandlot movies. So, like, that's probably why they kind of brought him in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, make another Sandlot movie. Help us sprinkle the Sandlot magic on this script that the other two people, I guess, What's started off. In, uh, in Sandlot, was it Mickey Mantle's baseball or Babe Ruth's, like, signature? Uh, I think baseball. it was Mickey Mantle's. Wasn't it Mickey Mantle's? I thought it was Babe Ruth and the, and the signature on the baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't was, remember. How do y'all not remember that? I remember I Babe Ruth in the Sandlot. No, was he in the Sandlot? No, yeah, no, 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 he was. No, he was no. like you know, but legends never die. Oh, that's right, that's right. So I don't know if he was the baseball, but I was just gonna say like if it was like, what's the fascination with Mickey Mantle? Like, he got his baseball, he got his monkey. Like, what was? Oh, well, I mean, Mickey monkeys Man- live. When did Mickey Mantle die? Dude, Mickey Mantle was one of the greatest all-time baseball players. So like, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, he's right up there with and he was a Yankee. So if you anyone that knows anything about sports, like Yankee fans are super diehard, super obnoxious, and so, but but yeah, that I mean that's that's the infatuation with that. And you know, I always thought about the Sandlot when because yeah, didn't you say he like somebody the ghost of whatever player it is shows up and talks to him, right? Or he has mm-hmm. a dream about it. That always made me think of a movie called No Retreat, No Surrender, which is like a 1980s karate movie and it's like the first movie john claude van damme was in but in there there's a, a guy his dad had a karate uh dojo and john claude van damme was like part of some i guess some kind of mafia overlord who wanted to take over the kung fu like kung fu jojo jojo dojo damn it this, i think these ciders are hitting me um but anyways, like in that movie, eventually the guy like trained, like he they moved to Seattle and, the, and that's where Bruce Lee is buried. And he starts to, like Bruce Lee starts to visit his ghost starts visiting him. So like that's like when I remember when I used to watch Sandlot, I'm like, is this no, no retreat, no surrender just for baseball? Like, but uh, anyways, I digress. I wonder who came up with the first like spirit visitation thing. Like, with, and like I know they use a lot in Star Wars. Uh, probably Charles Dickens, Christmas. Oh, uh, Christmas I mean, I, Carol, yeah, no. Yeah, that, that's my. That would be my drunken, fucking first take. It's not bad. It's not bad. We'll go with it. Go with it. We'll, we'll roll with it. Um, or, or actually, I guess technically it would be the Bible when Jesus oh, showed shit, up bro. after the resurrection and came <laughs> and talked to his disciples. I think maybe like, that was the first. He's one. like, feel my but, hands. They're transparent. Yeah. He's like, finger yeah. my holes, Thomas. Finger my holes. <laughs> Thomas is like, my lord, oh, how did I not know your holes were so magnificent and so deep? Bro, we might lose any of the people that we know that we grew up with. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to repent and it'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Just, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point of Faust? Uh, the, yeah. the, the, like, Faust? Get out of here. Yeah. Fucking literary references. Oh, fuck. sorry. Sorry. So sorry. To For a movie that. podcast. Very true. Very true. Let's get back to that. Uh, yeah. So overall, though, I, I thought of these three movies, this one's probably the one I would watch again. Like if I had to. No. Not Gundam, this one. 
wasn't like one of the actors that played the monkey played in Kong or not Kong. What's that? Oh, one like, that was the person actually that sh- like a short person because that monkey was like Probably. low to the ground. So yeah, it, so Josh brought this up. There was two people. Congo. Played, it wasn't a Congo or something like that. Uh, Congo makes sense. Yeah, let me, let that's me a good see. movie. We should have watched that one of those. Bro, we watched that movie before. I know. I'm we? saying we we should watch it for the podcast. That was like the sign. That was a sign language gorilla or something. Yeah. Right. So movie. So Josh pointed this out again, like he talked about in the the first episode of the comedy about uh, the blow up autopilot named Auto. So Josh is really good. He catches shit in the fucking uh, in the credits. Uh, the guy, one of the guy's names, there was two. The male and female were in the monkey suit. The one guy's named Jay Caputo. And talk about getting typecast. This dude, fucking, of the 30 movies he's got credits for, I would say like close to half of them are him in a monkey suit of some kind. He's, yeah, he's the gorilla, gorilla in Congo. He's Ed and Ed. Uh, he is. Gorilla performers in the movie Instinct that has uh, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> he is first ape teenager and second ape soldier in Planet of the Apes. He <laughs> is uh, where's the other? I think there's one more, maybe two more. He's Alpha in Planet of the Apes: Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He's Subway guy in the Amazing Spider-Man. So I mean, that's I'm I. I don't remember him, but I like. I literally told Josh he's probably wearing a gorilla. Like he's probably one of those. No like, one remembers performers. Spider-Man two that much. How dude. dare you? The Amazing yeah, Spider-Man was okay. Yeah, I never watched either. They were okay. It's not even worth watching, to be honest. Damn, bro. Oh, oh, maybe for the first one because of what of what happens, you know, so you can know what happens at the end of the the new Spider-Man movie. Even though we had heavy spoilers already at the beginning yeah, of this we, episode, we definitely props and questions. Spoilers on that. So yeah, OJ Caputo was definitely um, played a few monkey outfit like roles in his lifetime. Um, I'm trying to find the other person. So I looked what up she's been. And so oddly enough, I was like watching this movie and like this kind of could have possibly been one of the worst. I wish I would have known about this movie. Uh, She played a flying monkey in a movie called Under the Rainbow. It's got Chevy Chase in it and uh, Carrie Fisher. And it's loosely based on uh, the little people that uh, filmed the 124 little people that filmed Wizard of Oz. They were they were uh, put in the Culver Hotel there in L.A. And so, like, it uses that as the backdrop for, like, this kind of weird espionage. Because, like, during, it's like 1938. The Germans are trying to get a secret message to the Japanese and the German spy is a little person. So, like, that's how it starts off. He's talking to Hitler, and he's like, well, how will the Japanese spy know me? And he's like, well, how many little people are there, like, in America? <laughs> and then they go to this hotel, and there's, like, 150 <laughs> little people. Um, Chevy Chase's character plays a CIA agent. Carrie Fisher's, like, a, a casting manager for, like, the all the little people that are playing in The Wizard of Oz. So, like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's got its humorous moments, but overall, it's kind of like, uh, like almost again, like let's try to exploit like in Terra Tiny Town. Let's like put this whole story around these little people. Um, so yeah, that, I mean that was interesting. Uh, so like that's what I'm saying. Of watching these movies, I went into some other like kind of rabbit holes um, overall. And I think uh, the person that did the screenplay for Ed, he also did. Remember the movie Radio Flyer? I was just talking to Josh about this. 
Do you remember no. that movie, Zach? No, I remember Radio with uh, Cuba. Uh, with Cuba. Yeah, Radio Flyer was like it had Elijah Wood, a very young Elijah Wood, and so like he did that, like it was like an abusive stepfather and his brother like uses his Radio Flyer and they build like an airplane to like for him to escape. Kind of a background story, but it has it has a their mom is a Karen from Goodfellas. Wait, y'all have have y'all seen Goodfellas? Yeah, uh, but I don't remember who I, Karen is. Is that like homeboy, that, the main guy's wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The original Karen, bro. I feel like, uh, but yeah, yeah. So it was interesting, kind of going down these little rabbit holes, like of looking at some of the stuff that uh, some of these people affiliate with these two movies so far. Um, what do you think the best part of um, Ed was? Hmm. You mean the best part, the whole th- the, uh, the the thing you like the most about it, or the thing you dislike the most? I guess uh, I could go that route too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I think it was just a middle of the road block kind of movie. Like, I don't feel like. I mean, I, I didn't like. I didn't like how like. Maybe the thing I disliked was like it, that the fucking monkey was smarter than the main character, like. <laughs> or maybe I liked it. I don't know. It just it just kind of was kind of like, well, the movie should have just been about this fucking monkey. Like, like I mean, he what, should have been the protagonist yeah. the whole time. Well, I mean, it was called Ed. It was it was called Ed. Well, I mean, what is what did you dislike or like most about the movie? Uh, I think they should have cast someone other than Matt LeBlanc. Like um, maybe his co-star um, Matthew Perry. Yeah, Matt, or no, no, no. The guy who plays Ross probably would have been better for this role. Cause, yeah, that's true. Because he's kind of like, kind of like homeboy who was like. Mm-hmm. I like how you can literally just describe what he does just by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Or hell, maybe Jennifer Aniston. That would be interesting. I'd watch that. I'd be like, why the fuck does this movie even exist? But she she was a baseball player, like so she played for like a a, a women's league. Team. Is this a, a league a league of her their own? Or no, maybe we add to the story, and she's like, "Why can't I play for the guys' league? Like this is discrimination." It becomes about that, and then the monkey's like, "Yeah, I'm a monkey. How come I can't I can play?" And mm, she can't. So you, so the monkey paves the way for her to enter. Bro, into... that's a whole nother movie. That would be the sequel. Right that would be the sequel. The sequel, yeah. yeah. That's the sequel. That's the sequel. Ed is, you know, he's been playing the league. But there has to be a girl monkey, too. Love interest in the second one. (laughs) Well, maybe the girl monkey works for a a competitive team, but she's like a sideshow attraction. Like, you know, she's like... She's shaking her booty. Yeah, she's something like that. She's out there shaking that monkey ass. Wow, bro. You went there, dude. It's fucking child's (laughs) movie, bro. What the fuck? But, you know, you were mentioning earlier about the, the meal that they ate. At, like when he left his family's farm or whatever, was Matt LeBlanc just uh, Bucky Larson's older brother that we just never knew about? Right. <laughs> oh man, maybe maybe we should start segueing to Bucky Larson. Yes. Yeah, let's go ahead and end it on a very down note. Did you eat my grapes? <laughs> that guy was right. psycho, dude. Kevin Neely was probably yes, by far the best part of the movie. Um, I think this movie was it was good. It was it was exactly like a Happy Madison movie, which I thoroughly enjoy. I don't think it was like award winning or even like just like middle of the road. It's just guilty pleasure comedy movies. 
I don't, Some dude, of the jokes I mean, weren't landing too well. To be yeah, honest. dude, I was gonna say like I, and I, let me go back to the Kevin Neal. I was gonna say the Kevin Neal part where like where Josh is talking about where he comes in about his grapes and that kind of stuff with the, with Nick Schwartz's character. I thought those were funny. The <laughs> whole like him weirdly hitting on Christina Ricci. You know, maybe not so much, right? Um, especially in the you know the in the woke era. In the wake of the wokeness that we've had, which again, a lot of it, yes, 100%. Me Too movement needs to have happened. Um, but like, I, I, yeah, so, but I mean, even I think, even if I would have saw this in 2011, this is like, I've never seen this movie. I still don't think that would have landed because it just seems a little too creepy. Well, sure, sure. But that was the whole point. Like, the character was creepy. That was supposed to be, it was like, um, how you say, it was flavor. It was flavor text added. When did they make Zach and Miriam made, made a porno? Was that like before this? I feel like that it was. was like it was probably before this, I think. No, uh, it, was no it was probably after, maybe. No, after. I, I think it was late 2000s. So yeah, check on that really quick. But like that was going to be my question. Like, why? Why did they make this movie? Like, what was the point? Just because Adam Sandler can make... I mean, obviously we've seen with Netflix... And the deal he has with them, he he can just make any fucking movie he wants. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So when? Did so do you they... think it was, it was something like were they were they trying to tap into something like that, um, or or again was it just because oh I have a contractual obligation to make a movie? I, but I think he wanted to make a movie about small weenies. Like we were talking about weenies before, the, but like this and the worst and the been... worst. The worst wiener roast, the 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 worst uh, Western wiener roast. You mean exactly? <laughs> and now the the funniest small weenie, this side of the wiener comedy river. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so it was written by Adam Sandler, Nick Swartzen, and what's his name? I know, I think his last name is Covert, but he's he's the main character from Grandma's Boy. He was the guy that worked in the in the adult film bookstore that Nick Swartzen first showed us. So they, the three of them wrote the movie. Um, at first, when we looked at the director, I'm like, it said Tom Brady. I'm like, Super Bowl winning NFL quarterback Tom Oh, Brady? yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that, that was definitely a weird, just so out of nowhere. You're like, yeah. Tom Brady, what the fuck? So obviously, I don't know how that's going to work out. Like, if Tom Brady ever goes into movies, he can't use Tom Brady as his name, right? Because that guy's already registered. Well, I guess he's a director. I don't know how that all works out. Anyways, we digress. That's the second time I've used this word. Tonight. Yeah, well. Well, it I is. Yeah, it well, is. I digress. <laughs> yeah, but we digress on that. Josh, what are your takes on the Bucky Larson? Like, I mean, there were some moments that were pretty funny. Like, especially towards the end, whenever he they literally had a good, the bad, the ugly part. Where oh, they were yeah. All like having the stare down of like what to do, and it was just like yes. The director, there's like him, the the set of titties. It was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yes, that that's the scene where he's about to have sex with the female for the first time in his, one of his adult film movies. So like, yeah, as soon as it happened, Josh, I was I was thinking the same thing, and Josh goes, "What is this good, bad, and ugly?" I go, "Shit, dude." I was literally thinking the same fucking thing. It had that like whole feel. Like they just kept they go to the the, the producer, the director, Bucky Larson, the girl. The horse, like just so they're, they're called stars, Junior. Come on, 
Sorry. <laughs> or actresses. <laughs> well, what did I say? There. You said horse, and the joke is that it sounded like you said whores. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, because I'm thinking, did I call her a female actress again? Like, <laughs> I know that was some feedback early on in one of the episodes. Um, Do you think that Bucky was, could feel? Well, so then that was the other the, thing. Like, the, the, the with the feel, straw? With the straw? Dude, I, I think yeah. that was a bit over the top of yeah, the strong yeah. thing. I was like, no one's is ever that small. But then who bro, knows, dude? Who bro, knows? We have we know that at least one of us is that small. Looking at you, Bucky, who's uh labeled in the <laughs> That's why I labeled it. Like telling that. telling on himself right there. Well then I think we, we broached the subject in the the winner roast of the Western ones. Like I said, Oh, so y'all telling me y'all is not that small and nobody Nobody said anything. So I just like I got the bad genetics. It, it happens, you know. So some, people, some people get a problem. I don't know. Up. I've heard some women like my curve. I'm not saying who, but just <laughs> I mean I like your curve. <laughs> I like my penises like I like my women. Curvy. Dude, so <laughs> one of the, uh, the I was telling Josh like I, so that Good in the bad, ugly scene that made me laugh. The Kevin Nealon, like where he's like, "Do you eat my fucking grill or whatever?" Like, like th- <laughs> those were kind of funny. There was two or three of them like that, and then the like, Don I can't Johnson shit where I shower. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, that's freaking hilarious. Actually, that's like Zach level of psycho dude, like straight yeah, up dude, hundred um, percent. The other part was when wipe. oh, the other part was when Don Johnson told Bucky Larson not to look at the camera. And I laughed and I told Josh about it. So Dax Shepard on when he was on the Smartless podcast, he talked about that. Like they were doing a movie together and Don Johnson had told him like, Hey, you, you know what I used to do when I was on Miami vice that, um, you know, really helped me like, like connect with the crowd because I would buzz the camera. Like I would just buzz it, like give just stare right down the barrel. Like, cause you, they, they, they tell you never to look, directly at the camera so like that was don johnson's thing that he would do in miami vice so like when they when they said that me just knowing that information i just kind of laughed because i was like oh wait this motherfucker's the one that used to just like to look right down the barrel for a quick half a second then like keep moving on like it was his little you know he's like breaking the fourth wall with his with his uh diehard miami vice fans but uh but yeah so like i thought that was kind of funny but overall there, there's another reference that I was going to say as far as worse. So the, the director of photography, the cinematographer for this movie, was also the cinematographer for A Million Ways to Die the West. <laughs> so, so in our comedy movies, we got two people that were also uh, associated with our Western ones. So kind of weird, I think, a little bit um, on that. I don't know what that means in the universe. Um, but I, I think like it's a small world. Tinseltown is super small. Is what we're learning. That, or I think it's part of the Nephilim protocols. That's the, in the deep dark web somewhere. That's true. That's true. What is it called again? The Nephilim something. Nephilim protocols. What? What did you just say? Protocols. Uh, dude, I didn't hear the last word. I heard Nephilim. Nephilim these nuts. Nephilim on these proto balls. Bro, what if our eyes are? What if birds weren't real? Bro, birds aren't real. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, the cameras, dude. Haven't you heard? (laughs) And and fallout damage isn't real either. Oh, yeah, fall damage. 
There's no fall damage. There's only death. I mean, I fell a couple weeks ago and I nothing happened. I mean, I only fell off a curb. Yeah, besides your, your phone had fall damage though. You know, you know what makes it real? Your mind, like in the Matrix. Like, yeah, well, you think that's air you're breathing, bro? Okay, Morpheus. Bro, bro whatever we perceive as reality, to an extent, I guess. I don't. Well, know. I mean, think about the placebo effect. There's actually evidence that you know you can get better without actually taking the medication. So and there that's is why something have- there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why religion is such, I would say, such an important thing in some, I mean, not to an extent. It's weird. It's it's weird because like, yes, religion, I mean, we don't know 100% true what's out in the universe, but with something like that, oh, I believe that I can get healed and you start feeling better. Like, how does that shit actually work? You know what I mean? It's so placebo magic. Effect, bro. Yes, the placebo effect for sure. But like, somehow we thought it in our head that we are fine and then it's just like yes we need that chemical reaction in order to make us feel better well and it's, it's gotta like, be it's gotta be like our brains actually know how to fix the problem and we're just like unlocking that aspect Dude, i used to think about that all the time when i used Jesus to drop acid in the military <laughs> i used to be like dude what if this is actually the right chemical aspect because like you would think about all these connections and like all i think one time i Describe my eight point plan of how I was going to become president of the United States. And like my ship, it felt like I was on cloud nine coming up with these ideas. And then I literally <laughs> looked at my buddy and go, What if this is the mental state that we're always supposed to be in? And like, there's so many connections that we see and could have and could understand, but like the government keeps us away from this. It was basically the Matrix, basically in reverse, <laughs> I think that was what I was getting to. But you know, I did see a TED talk going to Josh's point where the guy basically. I mean, there was some other things going on. It was something about, I think it was something about an AI visual uh, learning machine, a machine learning thing. I think that was the premise of the talk. But then he went into like the pictures that it was taking and the images that it was creating. And, but basically his, his hypothesis was that uh, based on the photos of the generation of like the machine learning AI and the, the images that it was creating that, that all of reality is just a controlled illusion. And so if it's a controlled illusion, that's what sanity and reality, if reality is a controlled illusion, then to Josh's point, anything like talking about religion or like the placebo effect, I feel like if you have something within the controlled illusion that you can permeate another illusion of like a God giving you this ability to heal yourself or healing you, like somehow that triggers the brain to actually like course correct for whatever reason. Like that's just my kind of like just talking about it right now in my buzz state. Like, I think that's, if, if reality is a controlled illusion, then finding something that is also illusory in the sense that you can't prove it, right? You can't prove the existence of God, um, all the gods in every religion, you can't prove it. But maybe that idea of that illusion helps, you know, kickstart whatever chemical reaction, like Josh said, in your brain to like help you get over it. Um, yeah, dude. It's, too, it's just so weird how that we need <laughs> just just like, oh, euphoria, like chemical. You're like, I remember how that feels. You're like, I just need a drop of that shit. And you're like, bro, that was the greatest clip of a, of a, of a YouTube video I've ever seen. You know, yeah, you're like, good. Go for... watch some videos of cats. Yeah, Go exactly. Back. Like serotonin. Perfect. Like, that's exactly what I needed. And it'll be just like off of Rick and Morty, wherever he's just like, 
good Rick. And he was just, they're putting like the fucking, they have him on a loop out of a good memory and then like takes hmm. the serotonin and puts it on a fucking wafer and everyone's like, mmm, tastes good. Like that's probably going to be the fucking future, dude. Bro, that could be reality right now. There's like so little we actually know about reality. We're told all kinds of things. And, you know, talking about a shared illusion, you know, there's a, also the Con- the control, idea behind contr- that is like, you know, illusion. it's a controlled okay. illusion by someone yeah. else. So like, who's to say 200 years ago, um, fucking society wasn't as advanced as it is right now. And we haven't been at the same state this whole time. We would have no way of proving that because all the people that were alive that far back are dead. Like, it's bullshit. Like, we have those writings. That's as much are, as we Are we got. in a simulation then? I don't know. If we are in a simulation, why would the simulation allow shitty ass movies to be made? Is that the whole point of the Matrix? Like, we couldn't give you a perfect. Uh, yeah, we would reject it, like they said in the, in the first one. They gave us all the information. He's like, we made hmm. you a utopia, but your feeble minds rejected it. Y'all couldn't oh. handle Hey, Agent Smith, when are you going to be playing Elrond again? Elrond. <laughs> He's like, actually, I'm playing Elrond Hubbard. In- uh, yeah, Elrond Hubbard. <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman already did that. Oh. Wasn't he the ma- Wasn't that the whole movie of The Master? I've never seen it. No, no, no. no. You're, th- you're thinking of The Big Lebowski. He was Elrond Hubbard in The Big Lebowski. Was- no, he wasn't. He was I, I know. It's a fucking joke. It's oh my fucking, god! Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 16, bro. I'm sorry. I apologize. He was actually in that movie Leap of Faith that I was talking about earlier. Um, a young Seymour Hoffman. Um, R.I.P. You know his son played. He's the main character in Licorice Pizza. What's City of Noche or Syndicone or something? There's a movie he's in that's really weird, and I think it's uh, written by the same dude that did Adaptation. Oh, Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, it's a Charlie Kaufman film. Hmm. Is it recent or older? It's older. I mean, because I, I recognize the name, but I, I haven't. Let's do. Let's do a a, a fucking what's his name? Cough, a Kaufman series? series. Yeah, Kaufman series. Okay. Blow Josh was mine because I doubt he's watched many of his we movies. We put that. We could put that on the agenda. Sure. Um, also, don't want to rush you and get off subject. But yes. We yeah. Have I, to I, go I, in I Fifteen minutes. At yeah. Least. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of close to wrapping. I was going to ask. Talking about going back to placebo effects, what placebo effect would make any of the last six horrible movies that we've seen better? Is there is there any a placebo effect that would make these three comedies better, or the last three Western movies that we saw? We can all just say that they were really good and live with that lie until it becomes true. Oh, the classic Julia rule is like, let's say not and say we did. <laughs> oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Well, before we kind of go into the ratings, I think we, we obviously want to make an announcement, right? So, uh, one of the things in our production meetings, and I think I kind of mentioned it in the first episode of comedy, is it's just so hard to pick like comedy movies because there's so many of them that we've like really enjoyed. Um, we're still going to do the favorite genre, uh, but we we add, we're going to add an extra three movies. We're going to just do one offs on them, kind of how we did with the Taxi Driver tangent um, when we when we after we watched the Searchers and the best Western movies. So we're going to be for the next three weeks. We'll be um, doing single episode uh, podcasts, and um, where we all kind of went back and looked at 
some of our favorites that we would consider the best um, personally, um, and then maybe even also see how they stack up against the three that we already saw for the best uh, big Lebowski, big Lebowski um, comedy genre episode. So um, we're going to be doing. Um, I guess we need to decide what order do we want to do it. Oldest to youngest, youngest to oldest. We'll do best to worst, and I decide that my movie's the best. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it from uh, from youngest to oldest. Either way, okay. in the middle. Right. You, you you don't move. Son of a bitch. Um. Was that on tape? I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Kung Pao. Let's. So yeah, yeah Josh. Josh will, will be watching Kung Pao. Chicken? Kung Pao Chicken, right? Is that what the movie is? Kung Pao. Isn't it Enter the Fist? Yeah, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Which is by the director that we just spoke about earlier, right? Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. So uh, maybe we'll see, maybe this will be the height of his um, comedy parody um, genius. We'll, we'll see how that works out. And so then the week after that, we'll be watching your movies act, which is what? I Heart Huckabee's. My heart Huckabees. Who who wrote and directed that again? Or who who's the, the I mean I, I remember Scott uh Scott Dustin Hoffman, Mark Wahlberg, Jason and, Schwartzman, but I don't know who wrote and directed it. Yeah, I mean I, I love that movie. That's that's definitely a good movie. So um and then we'll finish off our little tangent uh movies with Groundhog Day. That's gonna be my movie. It's something that I already had thought about with the favorites that we'll be recording afterwards but again these are just three extra movies just again because it's just been comedy is definitely i think something we've all really liked as far as the movie genre and so it was just really hard um with the favorites so we want to do some extra ones but that we could also put in the running or, or see how they stack up against um the best that we did last week what is the worst movie you all seen so far Terror these worst movies um, I, I mean that one wasn't too bad i mean hell if i know what the worst one was well we gotta try to we gotta try to rate them here so god dude what were they again there was there was... so we have so we had uh so let's start at the bottom like which one's the best so far i would say oh, trolls two hands down troll two okay troll two i'm in I'm agreement with that so that's Agreed. That's number nine. And I would say Wishmaster would be the next one. <laughs> Wishmaster. Yes. Okay, so we got so nine and eight are Trolls 2 and Wishmaster. Uh, what would you say seven is? So what was the other horror one we watched? Uh that was uh one missed call. Oh yeah. I, I feel like that's at the top of the worst. Like that's, yeah, that's in the top high, three or four. I would say seventh for me would probably be. I'd say Bucky Larson. I, I was gonna go Thumb War after us like talking about and just kind of like, like I, I, I feel I like go Thumb War as well. What What do you think, Josh? Hmm. I don't know. What was it? So we had Bucky Larson. We had Terror Tiny Town. We had. We had uh, um, a million ways to die in the West. Oh, Cowboys and aliens. Oh, yeah. And Terror Tiny Town. I guess Terra Ti- oh, Town must be down there. A seven would probably probably be Bucky Larson, maybe. 
All right, Boogie Larson, it is two against okay, one. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll go. And then it would I mean, have to be Thom Moore's for sakes. So we're saying Ed is is worse than those two movies. Yeah, like in viewability, like in it, being able to sit down and like watch. Well, yeah, I would say Bucky Larson from the way that they shot it and stuff, like as far as cinematography, it, it's it's not like a bad movie to watch. Like, I mean, I feel like they shoot it well. How, the pacing wasn't saw, bad either. Like, it was just, I don't know, man. I I think it's, but I mean, y'all, it's two three, so we'll go seven is Bucky Larson, um, and then six would be, I I, I could see Thumbmore. So yeah, so we're at six, so we got five to go, and it's basically Ed, Terror of Tiny Town, um. A million ways to die in the West, Cowboys and Aliens, and one missed call. We're trying to rate the top five right now. Or the worst five. So I would say five would probably be Cowboys and Aliens for me. Yeah, I could see that. Because it's 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 viewable. Yep. It's definitely so, viewable. Okay. And then probably add. Add at four? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I would definitely watch that before I watch a million ways to die in the West again. Then it would have to be a million ways to die. One missed call and probably terror tiny town. <laughs> yep, I think that's it. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. We have our official first nine worst movies. So we got number the worst movie so far has been a terror tiny town. Number two, one missed call. Number three, a million ways to die in the West. Those are our top three, and then it rounds out with Ed. Cowboys and Aliens. What did we say it was six? I'm sorry. Uh, anybody? Anybody? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> so I know. So the bot. So the at the bottom was um, Thumb Wars. It was Thumb Wars. Oh, it's Thumb. So Thumb Wars is six. Seven is uh, Bucky Larson's. Eight is Wishmaster. And Troll Two right now is considered the best worst movie. Um, so that's where we're at so far after three genres of worst movies so be exciting to see i know i'm really excited about action the action one uh samurai cop i'm kind of excited about that oh yeah i know that sci-fi there's a couple in there that i'm kind of excited about the was it called the one that you picked josh zadoris oh, or is that something it started like that with a z or something yeah something. mine was saturn three i mean there's a lot of good ones coming up so like we'll see if the list sticks there but uh, I, I think yeah, I think a hundred percent. We're I think we're pretty close to accurate right now. Um, maybe Bucky Larson for me would go to six as opposed to Thumbmore, but um, I was outvoted. I want to recount. I want to recount. <laughs> Stop the count. Stop the count. Oh god. Uh, that's another. That's another podcast for another and trigger time. everybody. Dude. <laughs> so I guess next week we will be discussing Kong Pao. Um, so that'll be the movie we'll be watching this week and we'll be discussing yeah. next week. Sounds good. And, uh, definitely um, check it out, viewers, so you come prepared, know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, for the for the viewers that are probably not hammering three movies a week like we have been, um, I mean, hopefully you have been or you're just using your memory of the movies you we're talking about. But yeah, this the next three weeks will probably be a lot easier for all of us. One movie each week and we'll be um, tackling those coming up for the next three weeks. Cha, anything to say before we sign off? Nah, man, I'm ready to eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, who wants to roll the credits? 
not it. Bye, guys. <laughs> See y'all. See ya.